0: It's the Keefe to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win. They beat the Rays 2-0 on Tuesday night at the stadium. Uh, A good win against a good team uh, to now improve to 3-2 on the season against the Rays after going 2-2 against them at the stadium a few weeks ago. In this game, there wasn't that much going on. Really great pitching. Garrett Cole pitched really, really well, arguably his best start as a Yankee, given the fact that he hasn't pitched well necessarily against good teams teams headed the playoffs He's never really pitches well against the rays outside of his last start that unraveled after that missed third strike call and then the blue pit the, the walk all that that went into that inning that eventually cost the yankees a game at the top uh but in this one he did what he had to do he made the pitches he had to make he bared down in the sixth inning in his toughest inning after really just a bloop weak contact rally started going for the rays uh, and he was able to get out of it, and uh, you could see the emotions from him, something you rarely see from him, if ever, uh, on the mound, and he got out of that sixth inning, turned it over the bullpen, Wandy Peralta, Michael King, Clay Holmes, they shut it down, and the Yankees go on to win 2 nothing, as they've now won five straight games going back to last Thursday after the sweep this weekend, and they'll take that into Wednesday's game with Nestor Cortez on the mound. Corey Kluber, for the Rays in this one, did a great job uh he gave up the one run on the kinder of left single which could have been possibly not been a run with a better throw that throw from a rosa reina led to a second run because of the error it's not surprising kluber pitched well against the yankees a few weeks ago at the Trop. he's an ex-yankee every ex-yankee performs well against the yankees it's just how it goes it's it doesn't matter if you're cory kluber or uh jorge mateo who's not any good who seems to always do well against the Yankees. Ruben the list goes on and on and on. when it was Steve Pierce or Eduardo Nunez or Nathan Avaldi, um, Robinson Cano, Hideki Batsui, Russell Martin, anyone who was a Yankee at one time or another comes back, plays the Yankees. They always seem to succeed. They always seem to get a big hit, put up big numbers, just the way it goes. So, not surprising to see Kluber, who was a Yankee for only one season and only part of one season because of shoulder problems, but not surprised to see him go out and pitch well because. He's a good pitcher. He's not what he was four and five years ago at this point, but he's still solid. He still got a 350 ERA. He still went six innings, two runs. Didn't get charged with the nerd run against the Yankees. So, you know, what more can you ask for from him? He technically didn't give up a run. and his defense let him down, and that's all the Yankees were able to get. And that's the type of game you're going to see when the Yankees and Race play. It's going to be low scoring, it's going to be tight. And you hope that what happened on Tuesday night where Cole can just go six or the starter, whoever it is, can go six or go seven and give the ball right to the elite relievers in the bullpen. Not that I'd put Peralta you know, on the same level as King or Holmes or Schmidt even, but he's one of the better relievers in the bullpen now with Chapman and the and guy Green gone. And that's the formula you need. Because if Cole were only able to go four innings, five innings, now you need an extra inning or two from the bullpen. Now you're asking Aaron Boone to put his hands on the game and and you know use his brain and try to make logical decisions, which he can't do. And the Yankees avoided that. They avoided that. They didn't score, but they scored enough. Cole was great. The bullpen was great for the three innings they had to pitch. And it was pretty much set. He, he could go Peralta-King-Holmes. He didn't have to get fucking finicky with Miguel Castro or Ron Marinaccio he didn't have to give us any of that he didn't have to give us the nonsense he just was able to give the ball to good pitchers and they got the job done giving just up giving up just two hits in the three innings one walk four Ks. I don't know what else you could say about Clay Holmes how fucking good he is but outside of peak Mariano Rivera I've never felt this good about a reliever and and I even at times with Rivera, you know, you knew he was going to get the job done. He's the best reliever in history, but did you ever feel this good? It's, it's shocking when balls are put into the outfield against Holmes. It's shocking when someone, if someone reaches based against Holmes, he's just unbelievable. This run he's on is just fucking crazy. And you know, relievers are volatile year to year. You almost just want this guy to keep pitching. Like, you don't want this season to ever end because I don't know that next year he'd be like this. You just wanted to keep going and going. And he was this, he was really good last year for the Yankees. He wasn't this good. No one's really ever this good. But I mean, this is just fucking outrageous at this point. It really is. It's fucking outrageous. I just, I've never felt this confidence. It's like I said, peak Rivera that, he's, that the job's going to get done. The game is over. Clay Holmes comes in the game. The game is over. Over. Just just absolutely ridiculous. And in this game, the sixth inning was really the game. You know, the Yankees played those two runs when Kiner Falefa singles and Rosarino throws that ball away in the fourth. But in the sixth, Yandy Diaz leads off with a single on a weak fly ball to left. Then there's the odd play where the ball's hit back to the mound from Harold Ramirez. Cole makes a bad throw that... Kiner-Falefa and Torres are converging at the base. You don't know who's covering there. Torres cuts off Kiner-Falefa, catches the ball. The umpire calls the runner at second safe. So then the runner at first is safe. So you'd have two on with no outs, and Manuel Margot and then Jimmy and Choi and Rosa Reyna do up. But thankfully the Yankees challenge. They win that challenge. So the runner was out at second base. Torres did keep the edge of his toe. It looked like a spike on the base, and the Yankees win the challenge. So it's just a runner on first with one out which is great because then Manuel Margot singles on a weak fly ball to center, a little blooper on the first pitch he sees, and that brings up G-Man Choi representing the go-ahead run with two on and one out. And it's really odd how badly G-Man Choi owns Garrett Cole. He becomes Barry Bonds when he's facing Cole, which is just odd. His numbers, you know, they're decent for the, the player he's been in his career, but when he sees Cole, he becomes 50 times better than he is. And it, the at-bats are scary, and Cole, you could see, did not want to give him fastballs. The entire night, each time he faced him, anked up singling on a hard-hit ball up the middle that Kanye Faleff was able to keep in the infield, because if he hadn't kept it in the infield, it would have gone through, and at least, you know, one run would score. Who knows what happens? on you know, The ball just gets by, a throw, anything. So the bases are loaded with one out. And that brings up Rosa Reina, who swings at the first pitch the way you would swing to just kind of put the bat on the ball in an 0-2 oh, count it was a terrible swing and he bounces into a double play six four three double play to get Cole out of the inning and as I mentioned earlier the emotions he showed you just don't see from him ever uh, but that was an outstanding start for him six innings no runs against the Rays who you know their offense isn't very good and especially without Ronda Franco it's not really good at all but the pesky Rays they always seem to scratch across runs against the Yankees they always seem to play well against the Yankees Their pitching is always so freaking good against the Yankees, so it was good to see the Yankees able to get another win against this team, a team that's really owned them since Aaron Boone became manager of the Yankees. And the difference in this one for Cole was that he did what he's supposed to do. He did what he's supposed to do. That's what he's supposed to do based on his name, his reputation, his pedigree, everything. He's supposed to go out there. He's supposed to pitch well against good teams. And he's supposed to dominate bad teams. He dominates the bad teams. He hasn't necessarily pitched well against the good teams. And he did so on Tuesday against the Rays. And Jose Trevino said the same exact thing. He did what he's supposed to do. Go out there and, and make pitches. Trevino's right. He did what he's supposed to do. He made the pitches. That's what he's there for. That's why he's the guy who's eventually going to get the ball in game one of whatever postseason series the Yankees end up in. It should be a buy to the ALDS at this rate. Uh, And if it's not, something terribly wrong along the way because of the lead they have in the AL East, the lead they have over the American League, the lead they have for the best record in baseball. The Yankees are very close now to ending the division. And I know that's crazy to say, mid-June, June June 15th, but it's true. The Orioles were never going to be part of the division race. They're gone. They're out of it. The Red Sox are out of it. They're gone. They fell behind way too early. They're not winning the division. The Rays and the Blue Jays are on the brink here of being done with having division dreams. And it could end as soon as the next, really, two days. If the Yankees are to sweep the Rays here, could kiss the Rays goodbye. They're gone. And then it would be Yankees, Blue Jays left. And with the way the Blue Jays have been playing of late, they've been playing better, but they haven't made up any ground. They've actually lost ground because of how well the Yankees have been playing. And so these these next games coming up here with the Yankees, Blue Jays are so important. By the beginning of next week, the Yankees could have the division wrapped up because now they're at a point where just playing 500 baseball the rest of the way. These other teams have to play 20 games and 20-plus games over 500 just to tie them. And if you think the Yankees are only going to play 500 baseball the rest of the way, well, you're fucking crazy (laughs) because they're not. The league's too top-heavy. There's too many bad teams. It's rare that you play a good team. There's like six good teams in the American League. There's the Yankees the Rays, the Blue Jays. You could throw in the Red Sox, throw in the Twins right now and the Astros, and that's it. The Central and the West have two teams right now. You put the Guardians in there. Guardians aren't fucking any good. Yankees beat the shit out of them a couple months ago at the stadium. Not any good. The White Sox have been horrible. The Angels just suck. The Mariners suck. There's so many bad teams. It's such a top-heavy league once again. So the division here could be over in the next few days and then it's just smooth sailing it's optimizing upgrading this roster it's staying healthy for, for months because October is a long ways away three and a half months away from playoff baseball two-thirds of a season away and to have this kind of lead it's been a long long time since the Yankees have had this kind of lead where you could just sit back and wait and just wait for playoff baseball And that's what the Yankees are very close to doing it seems absurd to think but through 61 games, when you're 45 and 16, that's the luxury you get is wrapping things up very, very early and just sitting back and trying to stay healthy and trying to make this roster the best possible roster it can be. And I know a lot of people have been saying, oh, you're too hard on Kinder Falefa. He's a good player. He's not a good player. <laughs> He's not a good player. He had a nice game on Tuesday night. He had the signal that eventually led to the two runs because of the error. He made some nice plays in the infield. But making those plays in the infield should be the norm for this guy. He was sold on Yankees fans as a glove-first guy at any offense you get as a bonus. He has not been glove-first, not even close to glove-first. He's been good in the infield, but he hasn't been making every routine play. He hasn't been making the difficult plays look easy. He hasn't been the glove you would expect him to be when you're basically sacrificing an entire bat of offense, which you are with him, he has no power, he doesn't walk, he doesn't work counts, he's a free swinger who makes a lot of contact. And when he makes that contact, if it goes well, it's most likely a single with a few doubles sprinkled in. That's the ceiling for him. So they're going to have to make upgrades. I don't think they'll make an upgrade at short because they kind of made him the shortstop stop this season. They're going to wait on Peraza or Volpe for next season. But at the rate those two are going in the minors this year, that doesn't look like either of them will be ready for next season. And well, you know that's a that's a ways away. But right now, he's the guy. He's the guy they're going to play. They're going to stick with him through this season. So there might be other positions: Joey Gallo, Aaron Hicks, Kyle Gashioka. There's certainly roster spots that could be upgraded. But just because the Yankees are 45 and 16, just because they have this crazy lead, doesn't mean the team should be complacent. Doesn't mean they should stand pat and not do anything at the deadline, like they had in seasons past, like they did in 19 when they were arguably the best team in baseball, and didn't do anything at the deadline, and fucked themselves when they had no starting pitching come the postseason, didn't do anything at the 20 deadline. Last year, they certainly did a bunch of things. Got Rizzo, got Gallo, got Holmes, got Joely Rodriguez. But this year, they're going to have to do stuff. They're going to have to upgrade a little. They're going to have to get better. The roster's going to have to get better. The team's success is there. But like I've said, it's because of starting pitching. It's because of Aaron Judge. It's because of the back end of the bullpen. That's it. When Aaron Judge isn't going, you get games like last night where you better hope the defense on the other team makes a fuck-up, which they did, because otherwise he might not score runs. On an off for an off night for Judge, who didn't drive in any runs, who didn't hit a home run when it seemed like he hits a home run every other night. Uh, and the other thing is is the catching situation. It's nice that Gashioka had a nice game on Sunday against the Cubs. He has two home runs this year. One of them came against the position player. The other guy came against the Cubs, who fucking suck. Can't keep dividing the time equally between him and Trevino Jose Trevino so much better offensively he's so much better defensively he needs to be the everyday guy or for a catcher you know close to the everyday guy whatever it may be every day but one or maybe two a week needs to go to Trevino so a big win for the Yankees two more games this series this is the tough tough part of the schedule here with the Rays and the Blue Jays and the Astros all mixed in over the next couple weeks uh, but a good start to it coming off the off day. And now it's uh, Nestor Cortez on the mound on Wednesday night against the Rays Best and Shane McClanahan, who's right there. It's pretty much a, you know, I think it's a four-pitcher race right now for the Cy Young. I think it's Cortez. I think it's McClanahan. I think it's Alec Manoa. I think it's Justin Verlander. You're going to see two of those guys go against each other on Wednesday night in what should be a pitching duel. But it always seems like when it should be a pitching duel, this is, ends up being the you know, 7-6 game, 7-5 game. Uh, but maybe we'll get the type of game we got on Tuesday night, which the Yankees are now made for. Haven't been made for this type of baseball in a long time where they can just hold their own pitching-wise. This is They're playing at the Rays' level with an enhanced Rays' roster. They're playing Rays' baseball, but with a better team. So the Rays have not really had an answer for them, if not for all the injuries the Yankees had going into the trough without Lemay, Hugh, without Stanton, without Donaldson, without the bullpen. You know, maybe that series is different since the Yankees won the first two games. Boone didn't have a very good third and fourth game in that series. Kind of punted the fourth game. Uh, things could be different, and the Yankees could have an even bigger lead than they do over the Rays right now. But they've they've figured out how to play the Rays. They're playing Rays baseball just with a better version of the Rays, and they've they've figured it out. It took them a few years here to learn how to play and learn how to beat the Rays, but it seems like they've learned that here in 2022. So that'll do it for today. Yankees race, second game of the series on Wednesday night at the stadium. Nestor Cortez gets the ball. Shane McClanahan gets the ball for the Rays. Big game, big pitching matchup, big series. I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.